Hey y'all, welcome to On The Way Home, where I share intimate stories, conversations, and scenes from my everyday life here in Oman. In this episode, I'll be reaching back in memory to that awkward and unsteady time between graduating college and starting my full-time job. Let's go back to 2020, when I was a senior university student. I was very excited to emerge into this thing called adulthood. I was joyfully planning my last summer break with friends while applying to different jobs and fellowships, and I was daydreaming a lot. I couldn't stop imagining what each opportunity would look like. Would I be working at a communications agency? Maybe land a radio fellowship? What about corporate? Would I want to stay in the US or would I want to go back to Oman? All these questions begged exciting possibilities, but all that excitement turned into chronic stress as COVID put a pause or plainly canceled 70% of the opportunities I was daydreaming about. The class of 2020 as a whole graduated into a really tough job market. And when it came to work, everything seemed suspended for me, along with the status of adulthood that I was yearning for. Feeling defeated and bubbling with stress, I moved back to Oman hoping for things to get better. From my hometown, I started job hunting, which moved slowly to my liking, and with no school assignments to keep me busy, I was aching to find a job or an internship to occupy my time. So, I invited someone who played a pivotal role during that time in my life and helped change it. So when I was thinking and reflecting about this whole thing and what even kind of encouraged me, like I needed that just small little nudge, I remembered you and being like, wait, it would be really great to have, you know, my first employer to come in here and just to catch up with him. What have you been up to? I feel old when you say like I'm your first employer. (laughs) That's Habib. He's a marketing specialist and a passionate entrepreneur. I got to work with him remotely as a freelancer back in October of 2020. As I mentioned earlier, before I found this freelance gig online, I felt like I was losing in so many areas of life, and I desperately wanted a win at something. And even though it was part-time, that job was the win I needed. And by the way, Habib is only a year older than me. He's a Muscat native, and by the time we connected, he'd been working here for almost a year. After two or three months of working with him, I finally secured a full-time job and already made my move to Muscat. In hindsight, I didn't wait too long after graduating college till I started working, which is something I'm really grateful for. But going through the motions of it back then, being unemployed with no reliable income was tormenting. So I felt immensely grateful for that first job with Habib and the company he was working for. In this studio, As I was telling him how important that job was, it dawned on me that I never knew why he needed to hire a freelancer to begin with. And he told me what things looked like from his side. To be honest, going back to that, likewise, Rahayu helped me a lot because that was one of the hardest times that I had in my my job, to be honest. Oh, tell me more. Um, We were basically a sales organization, Mm -hmm. organization, right? So during that time, I think a month prior... To me, hiring you, we had, um, it was getting crazy with the old KPIs and, you know, meeting deadlines and closing like deals. You know, you had mm-hmm. certain amount of deals that you had to close by the end of the year. Other than me working in sales, I also used to do marketing. Um, so having these both things happening at the same time was driving me nuts, Saraha. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 
when oh okay you know i went to my manager and i told her hey listen you know this is this is not gonna work <laughs> okay i'm not gonna meet my kpis of for example you know i don't hire a um, freelancer or someone to just take some of the weight away mm-hmm. um and yeah then you know she, she was like okay fair enough fine uh, for happy you want to do that go ahead danny uh, that's where you came in. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I helped you, you achieve the KPIs. You did, you did a very good job, honestly. Like, I was surprised someone could do, you know, um, the job as like as well as you did it, to be honest. I, up until now, I remember whenever, you know, we have, I have a conversation with anyone, you know, about the job responsibilities that you had. Mm-hmm. I'd always say, man, like, you would always Land. come to my mind and I was like, it always oh. comes to my mind. I'm, I'm always like, oh, well, she, like, she did a great job with that. Like, she's a. Uh, oh, that's so good to uh, hear. Thank uh, you. Subhanallah, uh, and it's a, it was a very small amount of time. Mm-hmm. made a huge impact, yani, on, on me personally, and. Uh, oh, for and me, definitely, for, for sure. Even though it's been more than two years since I had that job. I enjoyed knowing the story behind it and how it came about. I was so frazzled back then, I didn't bother to understand why the job got outsourced to a freelancer. At any rate, after I started my full-time job, I ran into Habib a few times around Masqat, but at some point, he just disappeared, and we didn't see each other for the better part of a year. When was the last time we saw each other? When was the last time we saw each the other? The Suica random pop-up. I think that was the last time, right? Mm-hmm. Because I can't remember. Are you sure we met? Yes, yes, yes. Was it Suica? Because because when I moved to Dubai... Um, oh, you made the move to Dubai. Well, that explains why I didn't run into Habib anymore. Moving out of the country had to do the trick. From the last time I met him, I knew there was a lot for Habib in Oman. He was engaged and in the middle of planning his wedding with his fiancée, who was also working in the city. In fact, a good chunk of their families and friends had jobs and deeply rooted lives here. Not to mention his entrepreneurial business, Taskit, which he co-founded and ran in Muscat too. I vaguely knew about Dubai, but I was surprised to learn that he actually made the move. So I made the move to Dubai and then I came back because I had a job change and, you know, I got married and everything that comes with it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think moving back to Oman was the right uh, decision to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I stayed in Dubai, I think around eight to ten months, roughly. Eight to ten months, okay. Yeah, I stayed there. And, but, but I used to come and go back, like, uh, more frequently because, you know, with Tasket and everything that happens in here. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of come back and go there every now and then. I know a lot can happen in a year, but it felt like five years worth of events happened in this one year of his life. Habib was an acquaintance at best. I didn't know him personally, but he made such a positive impact in my life during a really stressful time. Like I said, the gig itself was a win. And to top it off, his professionalism and kindness went a long way. And now that we're catching up, I wanted to get a better sense of his personality through those major life updates. SubhanAllah, today morning, I was awake, like when I woke up, I was like, man, I kind of missed the Dubai life, you know. <laughs> There's some, mm-hmm. um, yani, the vibe in Dubai is different than in Oman, you know. How so? I don't know how to say it, but in Dubai, yani, you feel like you're more into a professional working life. 
So, mm-hmm. so the the t- social aspect in Dubai is kind of missing. You know, in Oman, we are a very social um, mm. culture, you know. Everyone knows each other. You sit with one guy and he tells you a bit of history about himself. And then suddenly you see, subhanAllah, and, uh, you know, he knows one of your closest friends. The culture in Oman is completely different than Dubai. In Dubai, like I remember even when going to work, مثلا, mm-hmm. to the office, there are not much connections happening. Mm-hmm. And you don't talk to your, your work colleagues a lot. And you, sometimes you don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, there's a new person joining. Um, they sit there, but you don't know their name, what they do, where they're from. Mm-hmm. And a man, the situation is completely different. You know, if there's someone new, you'd eventually, you know, if you're on the same floor office, for example, you would mm-hmm. 100% know him, right? We'd walk, say hi, you know, you would go into deep conversations. That didn't happen in Dubai. Maybe because of our company culture, but I can't say for sure. You must be wondering, why did Habib make that move to begin with? The company Habib worked for had an office in Masqat, but due to the small number of employees and a few other reasons, the company asked the Oman crew to join the bigger and more established office in Dubai. That's how Habib ended up moving to Dubai, which complicated a lot of things in his personal life, which we'll hear more about later on. But for now, I was wondering, after experiencing two very different work cultures, Did he prefer one culture over the other? I prefer Oman's culture, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, gives you energy that you need, you know, when... Like, I'm like, okay, I'll wake up. Mm-hmm. I'll stay quiet until I meet a new a person to talk to, yani. mm-hmm. um, and then the whole energy comes comes in. And if I'm mm-hmm. I get ready for the day, I get really excited for the rest of the mm-hmm. day. When I sit quiet for a long time, It's like, man, I feel like you're depressed, yeah, and, and what am I, you know, what am I alone doing nothing, you know, just working. It's boring. That's why I hate working from home as well. Oh, I like going do? to okay. the office a lot mm-hmm. um, because there are people to, sp- to speak to. And that's one of the reasons when I was to, uh, when I used to work in IFS, I went to um, Ruta. Mm-hmm. I used to go there and to meet, you know, I know people in Ruta, I speak with them. Uh, We have a little chit chats here and there. Uh, but, you know that was fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I used to go then go back to Dubai, it was completely the opposite. And I'm like, man, I think I need a, a career change. <laughs> <laughs> Habib's reflection about himself brought back some memories, including my first impression of him. I do remember thinking that he seemed to be a very quiet and calm person. Perhaps even an introvert who prefers to be by himself rather than around people. But as he accurately described himself, I remember how his quiet demeanor would shift and become more active and chatty as we continued working. Seeing this in his personality encouraged me to ask him about a few things that occupied my mind. What was it like to live in Muscat after studying abroad? How did he adapt to those changes socially and professionally? What was it like to job hunt in this market? And so on. Equipped with over a year of experience, he was very generous in sharing his journey and giving general tips. It might seem small, but in the middle of the stress I was feeling, coupled with my tendency to overplan things, having a peer shed some knowledge eased some of the anxiety I felt about this new place I'd be moving to. At any rate, while I was steadily finding my footing in Muscat, Habib was in Dubai, trying to figure out his next step. He continued traveling between Dubai and Muscat to spend time with family, 
figure out the wedding arrangements, and manage his business while applying and interviewing for jobs in Oman. It seemed like his plate of decisions couldn't get any fuller. Okay, so it sounds like it was a stressful time, but not necessarily negative stress per se. Exactly. There were so many decisions that I had to take, mm. um, you know, on task, uh, on, you know, what I'm, what I'm supposed to do. Like, how would I go about my life, you know, mm-hmm. being now in Dubai? Should I make this career change? Mm-hmm. So many questions were looming around my mind. So I thought, okay, what's the best way to think and, you know, think about and, and make a proper decision on all of these things? I was like, okay, I need a proper trip away from my phone mm-hmm. and somewhere where no one, you know, <laughs> there's no connection, no, like in the middle of the desert, you know, like I want to stay, I want to go far, like far away from mm-hmm. everything that I have in Oman, Yani. Just mm-hmm. take a step back and think about all these decisions that I have to make. For that distance... Habib joined an organized trip in Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan, where he was surrounded by new people who had nothing to do with his life or Oman. Before getting on the plane, though, Habib went to the close people in his life to hear their different perspectives and think out loud. On the trip, he continued to contemplate his decisions. Do you remember when those decisions or these options became clear to you what you should do during, during that trip? Yes, that was that was even very interesting because the whole thing came to me when I was on a bus. Mm-hmm. We were moving from one city to another and it was like a five, five, uh, four or five uh, hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made, يعني, on this on this journey, on this trip, يعني, five, four or five hours uh, road trip, mm-hmm. I'll make the final decision and If I remember keeping the um, blinds in the bus open mm-hmm. and just looking outside and thinking, <laughs> I had my headphones in and I was just thinking like literally through the whole thing for the whole five hours. Oh, wow. And the middle of it, I was like, okay, I think I'm going with this. And mm-hmm. I remember I was texting my, you know, my friends together and this is what I'm going to do. Yani. Mm-hmm. And just like that. With the help of distance, a silent bus ride, and the occasional conversation with the people he met, Habib made three major decisions. He accepted the new job in Muscat, continued operating his small business, and to the dying curiosity of his new friends, he got married after moving back. So you told the people you were on the trip about this and they were really invested to know what you're going to so do. <laughs> Up until the last day, they kept asking me what are you going to do. I'm like, guys, please chill out. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> Did they text you afterwards about it? Yeah, one of them even attended my wedding. Oh! Yeah, he was a German guy, a Polish who lives in, in Germany now. That's exciting! Um, yeah, he's still, still in, in touch. Now he's in Melbourne, and, and you know, where I, I studied in mm-hmm. Australia. And he takes photos of my, you know, he kept sending me the photos of my university and the city and everything. So we're still in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was an exciting trip, Salah. Like, Most of the people that were that were there, to be honest, they were يعني, one of the best people you could meet on a trip. Salah. Mm. Everyone was very kind. They were very يعني, supportive. like a team spirit and um, it was a great trip. Salah. Habib's retelling of this period of his life put the past version of him into more context. While he initially seems very quiet, Habib is incredibly adaptable and practical in the face of changes. Plus, 
He is incredibly social and easy to connect with. All of those traits fed into the professionalism he carried with him during that brief work experience, which was very pivotal for the older Fatma of 2020. Back then, chronically stressed Fatma was a very cynical and an alarmed person. I was constantly thinking of the worst case scenario and planning for it, which was helpful for a while, but it got draining. I only started to relax when I got that part-time job. And I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that I cried after my first interview with Habib. I didn't even get the job yet. I was just grateful that he responded faster than any place I applied to. When I did start working, relief slowly came to me and grew throughout the job. I felt like I could move on, indulge the hopeful daydreaming I used to do before COVID, and shape the adulthood I wanted for myself. As our conversation progressed, we caught up some more. He told me about his passion for entrepreneurship, and I told him about the show and how it came about, and we shared some of our future career aspirations. It was nice to get to know him as a person, and I hope this episode inspires you to connect and express your gratitude for people like Habib. They're those characters that come into our lives for a brief amount of time, but leave a deeply positive impact without ever knowing how much it meant to you. I'm really grateful for that first job because it enabled me to move on. And in a lot of ways, it connected me to this show where I get to reflect on the accumulating events that helped me feel more at home. If you didn't tell me during this interview you were in Dubai, I would never have guessed that you left and came back. I don't think that you put anything on your social media. So there wasn't anything, there wasn't any passive information for me to consume besides the Kyrgyzstan trip and the random task it post every now and then. Every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> They're very random, right? <laughs> on the Way Home is brought to you by Oman FM. This show is available for streaming on all podcast platforms. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Fatma Dinari, and you can follow me on Instagram at Fatma's Eyes, F-A-T-E-M-A-S, Eyes, sound engineered by Azam Raisi. Thank you for listening. <laughs>